1: We all have our own unique talents and strengths. However, these are not always recognized or fully developed. Valerie Tellis interviews Kathy Bowers, a parenting life coach and speaker. Kathy Bowers is a parenting life coach. In April 2021, she started her own business online called Life Change Coaching. She decided to specialize in supporting parents with parenting issues to ensure they were able to meet all the needs of their children. Love is not enough. The most important thing as human beings is to ensure we raise and meet all the needs of our children. Parents struggle to be able to address all their children's needs, and this can be due to their own upbringing and life experiences, and how they experienced being parented, as well as a lack of knowing what to do. Over the years we develop, from babies to young adults to where we are now. We are individuals, but not all life experiences have been positive or beneficial on our journeys, and we carry baggage. Mental health, addiction, low self-esteem, domestic abuse, isolation, trauma, relationship issues are only a few which have an impact on being a positive individual and a positive parent and role model. Kathy's experience and knowledge comes from working with children and their parents as a nursery nurse, nanny, working in children's homes, day centers, nurseries, infant and primary schools for 20 years, where she was hands-on with the children and their parents. Being a parent of three children who are now adults and bringing them up as a single parent, Kathy's own life story has not always been smooth sailing. For over 20 years until 2020, she worked directly with children and their parents and extended family, supporting parents to make life changes for the benefit of their children and themselves. She also worked for social care in children and families as a senior family support worker and family practitioner. The children's needs were not being fully met. Their physical, emotional, social, and self-identity, behavior, and mental health impacted them and needed to change. The aim was to support parents to make changes in themselves and recognize the impact this had on their parenting, to look at areas that were lacking in what they were offering their children, and to ensure they met all the needs of the children. Kathy used her life coaching since qualifying in 2018 for three years, until she decided to retire and built her own online business to concentrate fully on supporting parents to make positive change. This was when, in April 2021, Life Change Coaching was created. Meet Kathy at life-changing-coaching.co.uk. Here is the interview with Kathy Bowers.
2: In your own words, who is Kathy Bowers? Kathy Bowers, well, um, quite a few things, really. I'm firstly a mum. My children are now grown up. They're all adults. There's three of them. I'm also very into animals. I love animals. I've got two cats, which are like kids. They're sort of taken over from my children. I'm a very sociable person. I always have been very optimistic I love people. I love meeting new people, exploring different situations. I just like life, really. And um, my heart, my sort of cup, is always not even half full, more nearly, nearly, nearly to the top full. And I just like um, giving, really. I give a lot to people. I'm a holistic therapist. I've been doing that for over 28 years. And with that I not only do massage, I do crystal healing and I've been into Reiki. And that's one of my favorite things to do is Reiki. I love going for long walks. I'm really into nature, so get me out into the fields or the canals where I live around in London, um, go for nice canal walking, just being in touch with my environment. Yeah, so I suppose that's that's a little bit of who I am, really. Good sense of humor, a bit crazy sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That helps (laughs) Mm. very much. I love everything about you. Thank you for being who you are. And my second official question is an open one about life itself. What do you think or feel is the purpose of the human experience? Why are we here?
2: That's a good one, because since I've been involved in Reiki... Um, for the last 10 years, and I've really got into it in the last three and a half years, I feel there's more to us of just about being on as we are as humans. I think there's a spiritual connection that we don't really know much about, but it's like it's a universe. It's whether people say it's God or something, it's far bigger than we are. I mean, we're here, obviously, to procreate reproduction of ourselves but I believe that we should all be connected we are connected to each other and it's learning to accept that and learning to be more connected in giving and caring more more about others because I feel that if everyone was to do that this place where we live would be a much nicer place and I wonder why we we have this sense, this feeling of
0: disconnect with life itself, and we come to believe that we are not connected. And then we lead very dysfunctional lives and destructive. We are not just destroying our own lives, but the others and the planet. Do you I wonder? Think we've become
2: yeah. too materialistic in lots of ways.
0: And that's the reason, right, Kathy? That's the, the main so. reason.
2: You know, and we put ourselves. We feel the need for all these materialistic stuff, but since COVID, I think lots of us have learned that it's not the materialistic items we have—our flash of our, our yachts, our holidays, you know, our, our designer clothes or whatever—that's not important. It's the people we care about that we love, because unfortunately, lots of people have lost loved ones.
0: Yeah. Do you connect the events in 2022 to? The spiritual realm is that something that some people say it is connected to spirituality. Uh, would you say so?
2: Yes, I do. I think it's it's vital. I mean, the spiritual realm is part of us. It's if you if you believe in the um, chakras of our body, and the top one is the third eye, which is our spiritual. Um, there's a reason why we have it. Um, We are all energy. I mean, when I give Reiki and when I receive Reiki, I feel that energy, that connection. And not only does it um, physically um, do things in my body, and Reiki has been used for many years now in hospitals, especially for cancer patients and for people who have illness that needs healing. And so not only does it help with their healing, and emotionally, it, it stabilizes them. I and They feel sort of warm, they feel loved, they feel comfort. But there's definitely a spiritual connection that goes beyond what we can see or even understand as how we are as human beings. So it takes a lot of
0: openness, doesn't it? To see that, be able to see that truth, that everything's connected, everything's energy, it's flowing. And then a lot of times I talk and I write about unconditional love, being able to see the big picture of what life is, and um, see everything through the lens of unconditional love. And I wonder if that is is possible for not just some of us, but for all of us. Do you think it is, Kathy?
2: I think it is. But I think it's also very hard because We've got to be. It's easy to forgive friends and people that we love if they've done us wrong or an in injustice, but to actually forgive someone who's really hurt us or physically or emotionally or mentally harmed us, that's unconditional love. And that is a very difficult thing to be able to do. But it is, you know, we are capable of doing it, it's just very hard. And also to be able to forgive ourselves, that again, is a very hard thing. And unless we do that, we carry so much guilt and that obviously eats into us as we are and changes how we could be
0: wow it has been my experience that it is possible to do that to love ourselves unconditionally and create forgive ourselves and create that space of openness of clarity so we can expand that love to others which seems to me is the only way we can do that to love others unconditionally we've got to love ourselves unconditionally first
2: so lots of people feel that they don't deserve that and that's very hard, you know, if you've been told your your life, you're not worthy of this. Yeah,
0: that to is sad.
2: change that mindset is a very hard thing to do.
0: One of the things that I I used to do was trying to change people around me <laughs> and convince them, and then I just gave up that long ago. And I, now I notice that the only life I, I can live is my own, which I don't even consider my own. I don't have a life, I am life. And with that, it seems like by change that the energies within me, this body, then that can resonate with others and might change others. But that's something that's life doing and not really...
2: It's like me. I mean, I've learned that you're only in control of your life. You can't um, make other people do things unless they want to do it. And it's no good living in the past. The past is gone. You can learn from the past, you know, your past mistakes, but... You should live for the present, be in this like this moment that we're in now. And that's the best way to make your decisions, your life choices and to make your positive choices. And you can plan to a degree in in, like this moment for your future, but you've got no control over the future because you don't know what's going to happen, you know, in five minutes from now. So. You have to be in the present and that's the only thing you can do is to make sure that you're positive, you mix with positive people, you get that positive energy because that's the only way things will work out for you. If you live around in a negative life, a ne- negative world, it just pulls you down. You, know, you won't get anywhere apart from right to the bottom.
0: So you are a parenting life coach. What inspired you to become this type of coach
2: well for since the age of 16 I trained as a nursery nurse um, I had wanted to become a vet but the school I went to at that time only let girls do biology and they said that was because you were going to have children so that you had to know how your body went when you were pregnant etc etc So I just thought, well, this is no good. I want to be a vet and you won't allow me to do all the physics and everything. So I thought to myself, well, what is similar to animals? And I thought, children, they need to be cared for. So I trained as a nursery nurse when I was 16. And then all through my life, I mean, I'm now 68, I've worked with children And families in all different situations with children's homes, um, private nannying, nursery schools, schools, everything, special needs schools. And then 20 years ago, I decided to work for um, social care and I trained as a family support practitioner, which meant that I worked alongside social workers going into homes to help parents turn their their life around so that they could meet the needs of their children and to parent um, in a positive manner to ensure that all their needs of their children were met. And that's what I was doing. And at that time, it was sort of, I was doing more mentoring and not completely allowing those parents to do things on their own because that's what I wasn't aware that they could do. And then I trained as a life coach in 2018. And then I started to use the coaching that I'd learned to give the completely empower the parents to make all the decisions. And it turned their sort of the whole thing on its side and it went sort of 80% of those families, which wouldn't have normally been that sort of positive, changed and made the decisions because the parents had to look at why they weren't parenting, what was it, was it addictions, was it something that happened in their own childhood, what was the main thing. Once they sorted that out, parenting got easier and everyone benefited. So I then decided, right, I'm going to now retire from my job last October to do this properly 100% so I can really concentrate on my coaching and my parenting and nurturing the people that need to be, um, find their way. So if they were stuck and they, you know, like most people, you get stuck, friends give you advice and you can sort it. Sometimes you get stuck and it doesn't work and you have a dream, an aspiration, a goal you want to achieve, but you don't know how to start it. That's why someone like me can come and help. And so I sort of help them with their individual things they need to change. It could be confidence building, self-esteem, creating a business, finding why something isn't working in their business, anything. Or it could be parenting and looking at why are my children not listening to me? What's happening to my teenage? Uh, They're going off the rails. I can't communicate with them. And all we're doing is shouting. So it's helping them look at their children as individuals and, putting in boundaries that suit them individually because obviously one rule doesn't fit everybody and appreciating them, understanding them and communicating with them on their level, not adult treating a child like they should be like mini adults because children are not.
0: Is that what you call uh, positive parenting?
2: Yes, because, uh, well, positive parenting is... um, you look at your parenting skills because there's many forms of how people parent. Some people parent thinking, given instructions, routines, and that's it. That's a part of it. You have to look at the whole picture of your child, put the child in the center of it and just think, OK, right. So what is my child's personality? What? How do they communicate with me? Are they? Um, do they like to play and learn or do they want to chat with me are are they more verbal or are they more introverted so they have all those things have to be considered of of their type of their personality and then again their age you know I mean obviously a four-year-old is different from an eight-year-old and an eight-year-old is different from a ten-year-old so you look at their interests and it's vital for the parents to really get to know those children you know, their children, and to engage and do everything at a child-focused age for that child. Don't expect a child of four to be the same as a child of eight. You know, when you give them an instruction, it's so common to think, you respond immediately. Well, we wouldn't respond immediately if someone asks us. You have to Step back. Give that child time to think about what's been asked. Maybe you ask too many things in that one sentence. You also have to be able to focus when you're asking with them and they're talking to you. You focus on them a hundred percent. You put that mobile phone down. You know, you look at them in the eye. You give them complete contact with them, and and the words you use and how your body language it says it all to that child. Um, that's the difference between negative parenting of how you phrase things which are just real sort of instructions and it's seen through the adult eye rather than the positive parenting which is you know child focused language giving the child a response giving them encouragement don't criticize them don't um, belittle them praise you know praise and love is what gets you through and you should always look at your child and see what they're doing and compliment them and say you've been really good at doing this even if it's like oh you've helped you put a toy back in the box or you've managed to pull your sock on or or, you know just really really offer them encouragement and don't criticize them
0: listening to you i'm like oh my god i wish i had parents like that (laughs) And that would have been so amazing. But we cannot choose our parents, so maybe we can. I'm not but sure.
2: <laughs> I've learned this, Valerie, through my own mistakes. You know, I've also, through my, my own upbringing, I mean, I've had a good upbringing, but there was lots of things that were also wrong with it. And I took, sometimes I rebelled against that. And some of the stuff I took with me into my parenting, which was wrong, which was the smacking and things like that. And I realized after a while That doesn't get you know. If smacking a child makes that one thing that you didn't want them to do never be repeated again, then we'd do it. But I soon found out that okay, I smacked, but that still was still being repeated. So what do you do? It's it's adult, much bigger than a child, enforcing abuse. So I had to look at other ways. But also, I was very lucky, I think, doing my nursery nursing at the age of 16. I learned the skills which not many parents have the opportunity to do as a first-time parent. Um, I'd already learned. I mean, when I was doing my training, I had lots of my friends who were, say, 17, 18, wanting to have babies very young and seeing the adverts and thinking every baby was would be clean, would be smiley. They didn't, you know, and I said, have you ever babysat? And they said, no, Um, but I've been doing that since I was 13. So I could see the difficulties of being a parent and how, you know, I saw the mums I was babysitting for who had the flu and they still had to get up to feed their baby and look after their toddler and all sorts of things like that. So I realised how important it was to be able to do that for your child in the right way.
0: We talked earlier about self-love, self-care, self-love. Is that a, a good foundation for positive parenting, if we Definitely. have that? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, in, in the job before I did my, came to do my um, full-time coaching, I, I taught domestic abuse case, cases, lots of uh, mums and I did about two years of oh, 10, ten mums in each session. So probably about eight eight sessions, different people. And um, it was a, very much aware that this, they didn't have love for themselves because lots of them came from families which were um, broken up. Some were abused. They Or even if they were with a family, they weren't sort of functioning together as a unit, as a family unit. And... It was really difficult because they'd been through ab- abusive relationships. Some had sort of hadn't broken the pattern and maybe gone through two or three. A couple I can think of now, when they had a person who was very loving and was the right person that they needed, they didn't trust that that should have um, should be for them. So they were sabotaging that. And I remember one lady, she was really lovely, and she suddenly works re- remembered she said, oh my God, I'm destroying this because I, I'm not allowing myself to believe I can be loved. And it was a door opening for her because all of a sudden she realised within the group, because they were so supportive, because they all fed back, you know, that you are lovable, you are like this this isn't what you think you are, you're not. And it was so good to see the impact that had on the whole group. And they, they realize the value, they realize that they were no longer victims, they were survivors, and that they deserve to be loved. They have that right as a human being to get the best out of life they possibly could.
0: Makes me think about so many parents who, perhaps be young adolescents, who have children, they're not prepared yet, they have a lot of issues of their own. And that becomes um, a real challenge: educating and parenting their children.
2: Yeah, I, had, I dealt with lots of um, young parents, uh, single mums, and couples, and it's because you know they haven't had really a good experience in their own childhood, and their children growing up themselves, they haven't done anything; they haven't really sort of developed. They don't even know what they're capable of in life, you know, to, to see. And then they get, they have these babies very young and they just, they're lost. They suddenly realize they've got this little being there and they're saying, we can't give it back. We, you know, I love my baby, but I don't know what to do. Right.
0: The people that you coach or the audience you have, your clients, are they more young mothers the methods or the coaching that you offer, is there for every age? It's for age?
2: everyone that's a parent, yes. I mean, you know, as I said, I mean, I've, I've got sort of, from I suppose more sort of mums in their 20s, they seem to have, because obviously they have to pay. So I, I have asked, I've been on a few groups to see if I can get a sponsor that would be able to pay for sessions, you know, because you get some entrepreneurs that want to give some money back into the system and it would be great. You know, I mean, I've tried um, social care as well to see if they would be willing to pay for sessions for younger parents and things. But at the moment, I'm not getting getting much joy from that, really. So unfortunately, it's got to be people that can afford to pay. That's
0: a great idea to have the funds to help young mothers so we can have, can help them and the children. That's a beautiful, beautiful idea. I love
2: that. <laughs> so I tried. Is it House Chat? Someone, um, is it House Chat? Oh, I don't
0: know them. I don't know this. I went
2: online, and it was in, from the states. Really, most of the ones were. And um, I went on to ask, you know, if if there was any people that wanting to help some families and things. But you wait there for hours. I mean, I went at six in the morning, and I didn't get seen. I didn't get a slot till about quarter to eight. So it was long. And you only have like a minute slot to do that. And that's what I tried.
0: So, okay. Yeah. I'll try to uh, have a banner on my website. So, because I have a lot of women and a lot of mothers that they might be interested in and entrepreneurs, of course. So they might be interested. And I have another question for you about, yeah, you mentioned earlier about mentoring. What is the difference between coaching, mentoring and counseling?
2: Right. Um, well, coaching is the person has to come with a goal. So, And it has to be a goal that they 100% want to commit to and work with. And it can be anything. I mean, it can be, as I said, building confidence. It could be um, having an ambition that, or a dream that they want to put into reality like, like I did. I wanted to be a coach. So I decided I wanted to go to um, study and do things like that. And um, the coaching, you have to um, be willing to be hundred percent committed, work with it. And they all the ideas, all the options, all the decisions come from the person that I'm coaching. I ask the questions which makes them think and come up with these ideas. But I am non-judgmental and I don't give any. Support, advice, or anything like that—it's all their 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 knowledge, their ideas that they come up with. Counselling is usually for someone who's had a lot of trauma, who's could be anything—it could be um, trauma from a loss of a loved one, an illness. It could be anything; it could be mental health, and they need a medical person as well who's the counsellor on knowledge so they will very delicately delicately support them explore with them and not necessarily allow them to make the decisions it would be more the counsellor who would make the decisions for them mentoring which is what I've done with the teenagers and their parents because teenagers like to become involved with obviously you can't say to them we've made this decision and this is what you're going to do. It doesn't work with teenagers. So um, mentoring is when you work together um, with the family. And again, the family make up what they want to talk about. I mean, I will talk to them and say to them, right, you've got problems with um, Danny, what is it? And they'll say, oh, he, he's not listening to us. He's quite abusive, blah, 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 blah. So I said, okay, that's fine. So then what what I would do is I would set up um, a meeting first on, on Zoom, these will be, to talk, say, for about five, ten minutes bet- f- between um, all the family that will become involved on their own to see what they want to discuss, what what is the problem they feel they're having with their parents. And um, then they make notes, say three or four things which are important, and then they all come together and... I sort of sit and, and allow them all time to be heard, speak individually, not talked over, to be respected. And then they come up with um, an agreement at that first session of, right, I'm responsible for this or we're all responsible for this. And then the idea is that they don't talk about it anywhere else other than the sessions that we have. And they just get on with doing what they've agreed to do. And again, it's giving them control. But I'm I'm there to sort of make sure that it, it's peaceful, as it were. And they know that if it gets out of hand, then I, we just cut the session off and things.
0: Yeah. So you include all of them, the aspects of coaching, mentoring and counselling to do your counsel- method? I don't
2: do counselling. I just do coaching and I do mentoring.
0: And another question I have for you is about spirituality. Do you somehow integrate spirituality to your coaching techniques?
2: I think I do because I think it's. To, I'm all connected to Reiki and I'm connected as a holistic therapist. It's, It's been with me for so long. I think it's just the way I um, I talk with people and families. As I did when, in my previous job for over 20 years, I mean... I'm not sort of tapping myself on the shoulder but they always used to say to me we love you coming in the house we feel so calm when you're here we feel so positive we just feel safe we feel open to to share things with you so there must be I mean even though I remember one lady she was <laughs> she had to, you know the uh, the big dogs the um oh the ones that they the pit bulls and but her pit bulls were old they were like 10 and 12 at the time but anyway she had such an experience with social workers um, she had cameras outside the house and cameras all in the house and they were saying to me oh she's a mad woman she's this and she films everything I said well I've got nothing to hide in my practice and I went in and one of the dogs came because the dogs used to bark and attack and everything and one, one of the dogs came to the door when she opened the door and I just put my hand out to it and it just sat down on the floor and she went, what? <laughs> and then I said, can I come in? And I went, fine. And then this other dog came along and I we had two couches and I sat on one couch and the dogs couldn't get to me quick enough and they both sat on either side of me and put their heads in my lap. And she just said, I've never seen this. And I, I said, well, you know, I'm I'm not frightened of animals. I like animals. And she said, but they've never behaved like that. And it was really funny, but obviously they just picked up a vibe from me. And I think that was to do with my spirituality, my Reiki, how I think, what I give off, I think.
0: We're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, Cathy. Before I ask you the ending questions, would you like to add anything else?
2: No, I I've, I've just feel that it's been a really positive interview. I've never done a podcast before, so this is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, great a great start, yeah. That. Thank you. Wonderful to know. And my ending questions. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you?
2: Success? Um, yeah. I don't think that really exists, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a very materialistic word because success can be I mean, some people think it's business, making money, having flash cars, you know. I think for me, success for me would be just being happy, being healthy in my, in my body and having loved ones and friends near me. I think that that would be success for me. That, that's the richness I feel in life for me. And two
0: more questions. What is another word for healing? Love. Yes, really fast too. (laughs) And my last question is, what are three things about life you wish everyone to know or to experience before they lose the body?
2: That it's possible to change, but you have to love yourself. You're not alone. There's always someone there that will reach out for you. You just have to ask. And although... You might not feel things will get better. They will.
0: Thank you so much, Cathy, for your presence, for the wisdom you share, the work you do, helping, healing others, and everything else in between that could be felt today. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, too.
0: And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your services, products, and future projects?
2: Right, I have a website. It's called... Life hyphen coach changing uh, dot. So I've gone
0: blank here. Yeah. yeah, I have it. I think I have, have it. If you got it there. Yes, I have. So it's life dash change dash coaching dot c o c u k. Yes, and I'll have the link on your podcast profile too, so people can just much. click. Thank you so much, Kathy. We'll talk soon. Bye Thank for you, now.
2: Lovely. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Kathy Bowers and her work, please visit life-changing-coaching.co.uk.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.